And as I was just mentioning, I thought we'd turn the narrative upside down and look at it from the other side of, well, I'm going to start mixing metaphors soon, but the other side, people have been talking about their wariness and fear in some cases of people who live on the streets of Toronto, while the people who live on the streets of Toronto are, are enjoying their own security scare these days. Seems like we're living in a very angry violent prone city these days. I'm joined by somebody I got to know much better because I actually went on his rounds with him one day going from homeless encampment to homeless encampment. Street Pastor Doug Johnson Hatlam is here. Good morning. Good morning, John. It's it's good to be on. I think this is the first time I'm on since we did that walk. It was lovely. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I learned a lot about the problem. I didn't learn a lot about the solutions, unfortunately, although I know you're part of it. Um, let's talk, though, about, as you have reported, this uptick in violent incidents against homeless people. And what, what are we talking about? Well, in December alone, there were two incidents that led to um, arrest. Uh, one um, involved a man who randomly was slashing the faces of homeless people and was arrested in early December. And then, of course, there's the incident that's gone around the world with uh, eight young girls, 13 to 16, being charged with uh, murdering Ken Lee. And uh, beyond that, you know, in recent years, we've had multiple incidents of um, uh, we talk about these fires in encampments, but we've had multiple incidents of people from outside the encampments altogether setting fires, arson intentionally um, uh, uh, attacking homeless people. And then there's there's day to day attacks uh, that happen that are much smaller and aren't always reported um, from just, you know, uh, ignorant and rude uh shouting at people to actually physically pushing or forcing people to move along and and a lot of uh, a lot of people have have stories like that from the street but it does seem like there's an intensification in both uh, the amount and uh, the severity of of these attacks so what do you think is behind that well, I think, you know, there are frustrations with the number of homeless people that are being on the streets, but it's misplaced frustration to take those frustrations out on those who are visibly homeless. And I think that's uh, what we need to talk about is, um, you know, if you're feeling unsafe because you're seeing someone who's homeless who might have uh, uh, turned to substance use or uh, developed or exacerbated mental health problems being on the street because that's one of the first things that happens when you end up on the street if you're fearing that if like you said flip the script and and see what kind of fear is experienced on the other side when you're facing a canadian winter uh, with nowhere to go <clears throat> when uh, anywhere you do go and try and set up if you're one of the 1500 people beyond what the shelter system can accommodate uh, you're going to be moved along by security by police sometimes in a very violent manner um, and where you don't uh, you know there is often places to find food in this uh, in the city but you don't know um, maybe if it's going to be uh, appropriate food for you but or or if you can get there um, because you don't have enough money to get on transit where there are transit cops waiting to get you if you if you don't have the fare so there's a constant set of fears if you're homeless and so you do end up in these wide open uh, places that do allow people libraries 24-hour Tim Hortons and McDonald's Union Station um, and and so I think people are seeing a lot more homelessness and I think part of the fear for some people is that they might end up there uh, but I think a part of the fear too is an, a, an exaggeration 
of the amount of crime um, that is committed by such folks. And, and some people have decided with all the rhetoric going around that the appropriate thing to do is, is to attack homeless people. One more question for you, because um, part of the conversation this week is I've been doing some research on the new strategy in New York City, and one of the things they want to do is change the threshold by which somebody can actually be scooped up by police and detained if they're suffering from mental illness. What do you make of, of that harder line? Well, we've tried that in the past and it's failed for reasons. You know, I find uh, even with some of our most difficult cases, it's true. Um, it's hard to get somebody in to, to get help that's required. Uh, that said, you know, the opposite was true for a long time. It's really dangerous to be able to scoop people up. Uh, and I've seen people try to scoop people up um, for, you know, I was, I was handcuffed once for watching as a homeless woman was ticketed and the, and the officer said, um, you know, this is back when thousands of tickets were being written to homeless people. And the officer said over the radio, isn't there some kind of mental health act that we can get this guy on? I had no record I had no mental health, uh, <laughs> occurrences in my life of any significance. Everybody's battled depression or something at some point, but you know, he wanted to get me on, a, on the mental health act because I was disagreeing with the police behavior. And so I think it's a really dangerous line um, uh, to, to do this. I don't think that's the appropriate um, way to go. I think, you know, instead of putting resources, 70 million into police, even bigger, 70 billion into F-35 planes, we need to take seriously in this country what it means um, that we're wealthy enough there shouldn't be homelessness. Doug, thank you very much. Good to talk with you again. Thank you so much, John.